Hi, and welcome to our 70th, 70th edition of Keen Minds. We're covering episode three and four of the Blacklist sixth season. I'm Jen, a.k.a. Takata Cycle. And I'm Tessa. And uh, typically we cover one episode at a time, but season six has uh, caused us to, uh, to double up a couple of times already. And we'll see how the rest of the season goes. But uh, what do you think, Tessa, about the... Uh, the episodes. I, I particularly love this episode. Uh, it's a very different feel for a season. It seems somehow whether all the other season felt a little more comic book bookish. Uh, it, there was more like the dark interiors and all this. This one seems to be crashing into reality pretty quickly. I, I like it. It's a uh, it gives me a lot of of things to to grab and and to and to analyze, and uh, and so far I'm I think that even though it seems like we're not being dispensed a lot of canofacts, we are. We just got dispensed a huge one, huge, like huge. Hey, what are you referencing? Um, the fact that we now know the t- the date in which read acquire the face that he's wearing right now and um, that is in October of 1991 it's when he was admitted that means that whatever they want to be calling about imposter uh, one more time they're using um, lexical ambiguities and people not knowing the actual meaning of a word uh, to convey the day that red was not Raymond Reddington um, and that's just not possible time-wise because if he got the Remington face, the Reddington face in 1991, he was not the guy who was between the fire and the disappearance, which according to normal lore is a year. And if so, um, either the fire and the disappearance is one event and then you are into my crazy Russian Christmas territory or you are or Red just got a second surgery with a second surgeon to become who he was before, the first surgery and the first surgeon. Yeah, I mean, and there also could have been a situation with the the damage. We don't know how extensive the damage was with the fire. There might have been reconstruction done to the face that that wasn't done to the back. I mean, and we don't know how much constru- reconstruction was done to his back. We just know that he has scars. Mm-hmm. But it, but it basically that that idea that this this imposter took out after the fire, uh, when he didn't look like Reddington before that, it it completely eliminates because after the fire, Red must have had extensive uh, surgery damage into his back and the part of the face that is always in the shadows in the banner, which is the right side, the side that the man in the fire is, has a face up. But at any rate. He was not Reddington because in Reddington file, in the naval file, there is no mention of burns. That means that either the fire and the disappearance are one event or that Red has always been Reddington. And that is huge because it goes back into what imposter means. That means somebody not using their own name, not a supplanter, not any, not a, um, what's a word? I mean. Looking, it's better than supplanter. Hmm. It will come to me. Uh, I mean, they had the file that uh, that they pulled up 
when in the pilot when they first you know when he first turned himself in and everything and they were saying that compared you know tattoos and other markings i don't remember if they said scars specifically or not fingerprints Um, yeah um but we saw pictures of a young james spader i mean that's they they use that picture i mean that was that was the photograph they used it wasn't like they used another actor that looked a great deal Mm -hmm. like him they just went Mm -hmm. back and got an older picture of james and Mm -hmm. popped it in there um and so at least the information they have and supposedly that's going to match up the naval file versus the uh mm-hmm. the um you know the intake form po- po- post yeah post post traitor <laughs> situation and you know it's it's interesting i I have been of the opinion quietly for a while that I think they'll flip back i mean and I, whether It'll come down to semantics on whether he, you know, which Raymond Reddington he is, if he's Raymond Reddington, if he's, you know, I, I I'm starting to think more and more that there's a really good chance she's, he's going to still end up Liz's dad. I just think they flop, flip-flopped it too much. Um, but I that's, don't know. They got people hooked up, you know, taking taking the, 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 the line, the sinker, the hook, like with both hands, grabbing it. He's the dad. He's, he's not the dad. And, yeah, you know, they've should. done it so many times and people are still doing it. They're grabbing it. Well, I mean, someone's still watching. Yeah, I mean, they, they've lost a lot of viewership, though, and I wonder if the question's gone on too long. But regardless, I mean, that's that's what's happening now, and... Hopefully by the end of it we'll we'll have the actual answer. That's the that's the hope anyway. Um, I, I, I love. I mean, what did you think about the episodes in general? I, I really enjoyed the pharmacist, uh, which was six oh three. I it actually gave me a chance to enjoy Red again to mm-hmm. a large extent. Um, he was James was in his element, channeling <laughs> channeling his Boston legal days. <laughs> <laughs> and I've actually never seen Boston Legal. It's on my list, but it's not I, as many streaming uh, streaming networks as I I have you know uh, accounts for. I can't find Boston Legal on any of them, and so I I will eventually watch it. I just have to find a way to get it. Um, but I mean, he was he sat there and he went, you know, I'm going to represent myself, and I went, oh, of course you are. <laughs> And I mean, it was phenomenal. It was great to to see him go on those rants. I I actually enjoyed that whole spiel a whole lot more, even than the the uh, little mini speech he gave to the empty room in the UN. I I just mm-hmm. it was very much what I've always loved about Red and what I've missed loving about him. And so for just, just a few minutes, I was able to, you know, ignore my, my anger towards him and, and enjoy him in that. Now for 604, the pawnbrokers, you know, I, I liked the, uh, I, I liked the, the premise of the, of the uh, blacklisters very well. I really liked the twist in there that, you know, he was doing it to get rid of the, the, uh, dude in jail. Um, that's why he asked, uh, first, yeah, in the, which jail am I being transferred to? Because I think he needed to know what enemies he had and what he had on those enemies. And as soon as he knew that, he already had them by working on something. And so, I mean, the I, I liked a lot of it, but my biggest complaint coming out of 604 was 
and is that I felt like for the A, B, and C story, they all moved the story the story on whole forward the same amount, which is not. It just felt slow. It. I expected this season to be super mythology heavy and moving very quickly. And I, all of our people, I mean, it was, they inched for it. There were no big moves for it. And so I don't know. It just, it, I felt like it was almost a filler episode with a few tidbits in there that we can take forward. Oh, it was very my frustrating. God. Oh my god, that is so weird. I mean, usually we more or less agree on things. Um, I I I felt that that was. I mean, I, <laughs> um, it's been very to me. We've got a lot of mythology, a lot of it. I mean, we we got the bit about red, um, about the the date that you mentioned at the beginning. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I mean, but so far we've also got them looking at the beach house. Um, but that was in, that, that was in six, yeah, yeah. But those were in the first couple episodes. I'm talking about, exactly. I'm talking about the fourth episode. Yeah, the third and the fourth for me delivered. A, 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 I mean, that to me is crucial. And I think at this point, um, I wonder if I'm feeling that because you know, right or wrong, because it's a theory until it's on screen. It's only a theory. I feel that I have actually seen the the picture of the puzzle we're assembling so it feels that i'm getting more i mean whether that is real or not we shall see Mm -hmm. but it feels that even from the fact that we had the blacklister had two numbers and they were a married couple when i saw that i started like dancing i was so excited because i've been waiting for that little tidbit to happen and here it was so that was very exciting to me to get a, a black blacklisters with consecutive numbers uh, that would be um, that were a married couple. And that that was just awesome. Yeah, that was interesting. It's so like the, the, the four Pavlovich brothers, which told me each one had their own number. And he told me there is something with four parts, either four people, four parts, and then the fulcrum appear and it had four parts. And I like, yep. I knew that was coming. Now, t- remind me, did the uh, did the Pavlovich brothers, did they have consecutive numbers? Mm-hmm. Okay. I couldn't remember for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would make sense. I mean, d- there are several theories floating around about what, what the numbers mean and whatnot. But, I mean, regardless, I think it would make sense to have. Would any of the, yeah, mine is that they're telling a story. There is another way they're telling the story, and now that I have the those two, I'm like, yep, I got it. I'm so excited. This season has been very exciting to me. That's good. That's good. Um, so who do we want to start in with, character-wise? Mm. You want to go with Samar? Let's go with Samar. Samar had some very interesting stuff happening. She did. I mean, and they're starting... She She's really been the... Um, but I would consider the the C story that you know the the smaller story of the episodes, but still a little bit of something moving forward. And I was very, and I think I just took it incorrectly uh, for for six oh three, the way that she was stumbling around and forgetting the words, and you know, and had to go look it up in a, a thesaurus. I'm sitting there going, 
Well, one, that's that's my very existence. I have chronic fatigue. My my brain does not retain, you know, I, I am consistently working through brain fog that, that doesn't allow me to come up with the right word at the right time. That's why I write better than I speak. Um, but you don't even have to have that, have a medical issue. A lot of people do that. And it just, it felt very strange to me. But then when it was added in with the... Uh, the the continuing yeah i was gonna say the continuing different things that they're doing little things uh that they did in 604 it made more sense it seemed a lot smoother to me it just it was just a matter of being patient which as as has happened many times in the blacklist for me i i'm not a super patient person and so i i'm often going well i'm good now Yeah, one of the speculations about what the pharmacist was for, you know, what was his deal with the pharmacist, which may not have been for the same disease, just for the same kind of research, was that it was to help Samar. That'd be interesting. I mean, but would he be paying close enough attention to know? Well, I mean, that was one theory. I'm just being generous and mentioning theories, not my own. Not okay, my no, own. That's, that's fair. Another, I didn't know if you were broaching that as no, your theory. No, no, no. Another theory, very interesting too, is that it is for Cooper's daughter. Remember that it was mentioning of Cooper's daughter? And I thought, you know, maybe that is something like that. Yeah, I could see that. I don't Again, think not, it's for him. I mean, I, I, it might be. And like my immediate thought was, was red because back during season three when he got that painting, um, I, I, one of my, I mean, I, I sort of theorize. I theorize in a different way than you do. Um, but I wondered uh, and had a little write-up about that I wondered if Red was dying. If he had some sort of disease that was very slow-killing but would eventually kill him. Mm-hmm. And that he knew it, someone else knew it, you know, and that we would end the show with his death. I still think it's a good possibility that, that you know, and hoping that <laughs> that they're planning to give him a redemption arc of some sort. You know, at, at this point, if they do, I, I think there's still a very good chance that he won't survive the end of the show. But, uh, you know, and that, that was my first thought with, uh, with the pharmacist was that maybe this was going on. But mm, I, I don't think so. I As I get further away from it, I feel like it's going to be something like you just mentioned, something, a nugget that we've had back, way back that most people have forgotten about. And then it's going to come around and be like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, that's where that was going. Yeah. And it's it going to be, be yeah. and it's going to be something that'll get him a key to something else, just like with the pawnbrokers. He gave him a blacklister. He proved his worth. But it also did. So, I mean, and that's, that's the blacklist in a nutshell. There's always multiple arterial mo- Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's either for somebody like Cooper's daughter or or could be for somebody that we have met, but we don't know that he needs that. Mm-hmm. Could be for the daughter of the president or for the wife of the president, because that's how he's going to get his pardon. It could be for a number of things. It could be for a blacklister we have not met. Mm-hmm. That he, It's like just as he was looking for the cure for Alexander Kirk, now he's looking for the cure for something else. And we just don't know what he's looking for. Um, so I think that because, I mean, the whole thing about Alexander Kirk started way before with the um, with the 
was an episode. God, I got me. I'm having one of those days myself. <laughs> See, Samara, we all have that trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just you, sweetie. <laughs> From the language concern, that's when he started going about finding this woman. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Shaw. But I think the other thing that occurred to me, and, you know, that would be, and I've got a lot of heat for this in Reddit, is that I think that is entirely possible that he wanted it for Tom. And you've said that. You, you've said that to me. And while my fan heart desperately wants that to be true, um, and, and I've got an AU that that would actually fit into very well. Um, yeah, I, I doubt it. Doubt it. Um, if, if for nothing else, then we go back to if Tom's alive, and that's a big if. It's it's a want, but it's it's still a huge if. If Tom were alive, I don't think Ryan would be able to pull off more than like maybe the last episode. He could I could see him being heavily involved in the last episode mm -hmm. and maybe the tail end of the next to last. But I mm -hmm. just don't think that you would be able to have enough time and, oh, yeah. and maybe they would i mean maybe they could swing it and they've just got a totally different angle than i would think of and they've done that plenty of times i mean i've sat there and watched the blacklights and gone i have no idea where they're going with this what you know i remember um um aleko uh mm -hmm. was one of those when when they were trying to um with the brother and all of that in season two after Tom killed the, the Harbor master mm. and, and that whole spiel, I remember thinking, I have no idea how red's going to fix this. <laughs> and then they just pulled something out. I was like, Oh, okay. That's how <laughs> good mm -hmm. to know. And I mean, they, they could take a totally different direction than my brain would, would be able to provide. And that's, it's a possibility. They've done it many times. So, but I am less and I'm also probably protecting my, <laughs> my heart there a little bit yeah. <laughs> I was I, a little I, devastated <laughs> I, I've always thought that there was something going on but that's a long play That that's the beginning of an arc the little seed of yeah. an arc that is going to come at the end of the season and so I'm not expecting that to go anywhere right now well see and I'm not sure they're going to have another season after this one so I mean the ratings have not been fantastic and they were already I don't know. I mean, like, I I would hope that NBC, if they don't plan to renew, has been kind enough to the audience and to everybody to go ahead and let the Johns know so that they can prepare adequately for it. Mm. I mean, and they may not know yet. I don't know. Um, but I guess they probably do. It would be a, a good add value to the series for syndication purposes and, yeah, and selling. Yeah, I mean, a, a good wrap up is but always even better. if even if they're even if this season is the last one or they get a short season to wrap it up, uh, that still I don't expect what happened in the pharmacist and whatever Red is planning for that to come up anytime soon. I think that yeah. we have to at least six eight episodes before that even come near. Well, I mean, it's also, and I, I have trouble because to me, we're in the back half of the season. We're not. We're still in the first four episodes of the season. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so my brain, because we're in the spring season, is not working in that. Um, like I, which I was actually surprised. I thought we were going straight through without any breaks, but it we're off. We have an off week uh, coming mm -hmm. up. Yeah. And so it so must I be the one. That, 
Yeah, I thought it was weird, but you know, then again, why NBC would not torture us a bit more? Um, sometimes I think they do get a little bit of pleasure <laughs> there. For for Canadian skating, I mean, I love skating, but please don't take my blacklist for it. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> it's okay. That's going to be Jen's writing night. Is <laughs> what next Friday will be. <laughs> oh well, we, we will take it. Uh, so but, oh, anyway, so but with some, some more. more Samar, I think, is going to come to an interesting arc because Samar has put a lot on the line. I wonder what is this is going to do to her. Is she going to fight it? Is she going to come to, like, this is, this is good enough? Or, you know, somebody died because I didn't, I was unable to call 911. I mean, at this point, she has to start thinking about what's going on and what her options are. And if she's capable of being in the field, because, I mean, if that were to happen, I mean, that already affected her job to a degree. I mean, what if it's something else next time? What if it's, you know, you know, a bad guy gets away and commits mass murder, you know, or something. I mean, it, it could be a lot. And that because you kill she's her on, in the field. Yeah, definitely. And because she's on loan from Mossad, that also brings up a whole another round of questions because I, I imagine she's not a US citizen. I I doubt she's she's probably there on a work visa of sorts. And so does she leave if she's no longer affiliated with the task force? What she's engaged to a ROM? I mean, like, how does all that work? What what would she choose to do? Would she go back to Mossad? Would she try to get a more permanent, you know, citizenship here? Mm -hmm. I mean like but also we're is... getting we're getting Levi back. Yeah, I saw that. Um I okay, so I'm in love with the actor. I've had a huge crush on him for a very long time. Like, I, I do not ship Levi and Samara because I'm a big Samara and Aram fan, but I love Levi because I love the actor. And so I I think I was one of the few Saram fans that was very happy to see him come back. It's going to be very interesting because oh, so pretty. It's, it's one of those it's one of those moments in which you see reality and Samara's going to have to find out where, what is she about? What is she, was she, she had a whole life that was set about being, she didn't want to be a housewife. She didn't want to get married. She wanted to work. She, yeah. and she wanted to catch criminals. And then she found out that the, the criminals she was fighting, the terrorist, was her own brother. And uh, it, it was a big crush to her. And then she was asked to choose loyalties. And she chose and she chose the FBI. She chose Aram. And, you know, she, she's paying a big price for the work that she's doing. Yeah. And I think that Aram is going to put Aram in a position where she was there because of the little charade um, Rhett did in order to distract the task force. Yeah, and another thing that that I would like to see, and that I hope that we will eventually see, I'm just I'm hoping it's just that they haven't really felt like they had time or a good place to put it in, uh, or they're working up to it, one or the other. Um, is I feel like Aram has been either oblivious to everything that's going on, or it's just not being approached. I mean, I, he could very well know everything that's going on with Samar. Because, I mean, you're I would assume they live together at this point. They're engaged. I know that they weren't 
uh, in the same apartment before. But I mean, that's at least together quite a bit outside of of work and Mm -hmm. obviously with work. And so for him not to have any real comments about it or say anything strikes me as it kind might of have, odd. It might, she's, she's probably able to, to hide it pretty mm-hmm. good. I don't think that at this point she's, it's evident. It's evident to us because they're making it evident yeah. with camera work, with mm-hmm. the way they focus on that because I just made a little scene about it. Mm-hmm. That's why it's evident to us. Otherwise, we that could have gone a long time before anybody just picked up on the fact that she was stumbling in one little word and there. So I'm not sure that, that we can assume that Aram knows. Aram may be starting to find out. I was going to say, and it may be getting worse. That may be what they're trying to convey here is that it's it's progressive, not, not something that's just going to pop up every once in a while. It's actually getting worse. And Aram may be also not wanting to that's find out. That's also true. That's, that's a good it, point. It, it is. That kind of devastating news is something that you try not to look at. Yeah, because once again, it would open up a whole bucket of what does this mean for Samar, you know, yeah. for where she so lives, I, where I, she works, etc. So I think that we may have to, to I mean, this is going to be a long arc again. I think uh, it's going to come with nice decisions for Aram. And for Samara about who they are and what do they want and, you know, what do you do when your life change? And and I think for somebody like Samara who had a vision of herself of something, now she's she's going to have to change that vision and see what she stands. And that, again, goes to identity, goes to the blacklist about who we are. Samar was an agent first, and I think that she's, she's going to be pressed with another kind of identity crisis. Who am I now? Mm-hmm. You know, when my brain is not good now for that kind of work, where I'm going to find myself, my identity is this. And maybe that's a point where she says, you know what, maybe having a child now is a whole different prospect that I had before when my life was different. So I think that those things are are interesting. They're nice character arcs better than a romantic thing. You know how much I abhor them. There's only one romantic scene that I'm interested in seeing, and that's between Red and Katerina when they finally patch up. Oh my gosh. I'm <laughs> looking giant, forward to it. <laughs> yeah. That giant marital strife that they've been having. Um, that's the only one I'm interested in watching. Uh, but um, so I I liked it. I thought it was nicely made. I think that uh, that um, it was it was well done to so, subtle enough. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so Rom had this lovely moment in 604. <laughs> Where they're talking about the pawnbrokers, and he just goes on this ramble about his his old babysitters and this and that, and then just it was just so aram. It was so nice because he hasn't had a whole lot, not not mm-hmm. just a whole whole lot this season yet. And I mean that's not huge, but it was just so very him. And then mm-hmm. he just sto- he stops and goes, "That's irrelevant." <laughs> I was like, "I love you. You're amazing." It's Amir is just fantastic with those moments. I hope I, he, he finds little ways to keep the character alive, even though he hasn't a lot to do. So I'm expecting that he will get a nice episode this season mm-hmm. with something very relevant and very uh, interesting. And I hope I hope it's about him and not just about Samar. Mm-hmm. I hope that he gets something because he has had also a huge he had a huge arc in in the last two seasons, uh, where he became a field agent, become. You know, he started making decisions that were not in his immediate 
comfort zone in order to get some more okay. And I, I would like to see where that has gone. I like to see a, a, an episode in this season because this might be the last season. And in that case, I want to see where he's going. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else for for Rom? Nope. Nope. You want to move into wrestler? <laughs> Let's oh, move to rest. wrestler. <laughs> would you? Would you get? Into a car with Donald Wrestler. That's the question I want to ask no, you. No, but I will buy stock in whatever they are driving. Oh because the, the rate at which he wrecks those cars, I mean, that got to be nice sales for Chevrolet. <gasps> oh, I was, as soon as I saw him revving up, I went, there he goes again. <laughs> it was so great. Yep. He's going to stop that car. I love it. And it's just, it's so much fun. I mean, I could see wrestler like a, like when he was little in the in the bumping cars, you know the car bump. I could see him so, as a kid, like like he was already like being wrestler there. Okay, so there's a story that the roomie tells about when she was like two or three. She was in one of those little motorized cars. I I mean, it wasn't a Barbie car, but it was something like that. And she said that they turned away and, and looked away from her for just a moment she ended up going down this hill and like launched her launched herself off of the the drop on the hill at her house and wrecked the little car and like it was just a mess she was fine but like everybody's in panic because the toddler is you know (laughs) i'm like that's wrestler (laughs) that's oh i i think wrestler would have been more like he will go to the, the, you know, the bumper car things, and then he will go on into into the the what is that those called the the, the little you know um, when they go and they run and they got like bumper things around them. You know, they're all yeah. kind of levels throughout you until you're like fully grown. I think that that was his favorite thing. What just wrecking cars and bumping into stuff and, oh. and running, and like I could see him like. Like a miniature, you know, like they have uh, Young Sheldon. I could see like a show like Young Wrestler. <laughs> Donald you know. learning to drive. How many times? Yeah. Did he... Actually, he's a very good driver. I mean, every time he wrecks, he's choosing to wreck. And yeah. uh, he just chooses to wreck a lot. A lot. Like he chooses to shoot a lot, except when he didn't. Well, in, the mean, second, in the second episode, like, well, oh, shoot, shoot. He's a sniper. I mean, like, he's, he yeah. has sniper training. That was in the yeah. dossier that came out a few years yeah. ago. Yeah. And uh, so, no, he's supposed to be a fantastic shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so, so the car in 604, and I loved the chase scene that he had in 603, uh, going up after the guy mm-hmm. and uh, chasing him up and... I have never been more terrified for Donald Ressler. I, I scream I think I screamed at my television, You've already killed Tom. Do not take rest from me. Oh. <laughs> I, was I was fine. So I knew he was gonna be fine. I love when they threw the guy down the stairs and gave him the the, the now trademark wrestler. You had that coming, pal. He totally had it coming. I was like, that's what you get. Hands off Ress. <laughs> oh no. And, I'm just and- paranoid now because Ress is has always been one of the the top characters that I very much enjoy in the show. So I'm like, you've taken my favorite from me. Don't take one of the others that I still have. You've you've taken my favorite. You've made Liz, like you've put her in these horrible positions. His hair was fine. He was not going, nothing was. You know what? I think the only time his hair has been ruffled is when Audrey died. Yeah, but that was, you know, exactly. I'm saying he was not fine. (laughs) He was not fine. Uh, It might've been ruffled when he got his leg nearly blown off too. 
He was a not little. fine then either. <laughs> he was a little. A upset. little. A little. His skin but, hair. But, you know. <laughs> You knew he was going to be fine because the hair was fine. Uh, but one of the nice things that I saw in wrestlers' character development, and this is weird that I'm talking about it, see how much I've, I've learned from him, is that he shows such deep concern over how he was going to tell this guy that his wife has died. I really enjoyed that, yeah. That was... I thought it was nice, nicely made because this was a criminal and usually before the wrestler of season mm -hmm. one would have been like, he's a criminal. I don't care. And, it, you know, now he's been in the side of being a criminal mm -hmm. and he has shown that he has grown and that these people may be criminals are still human beings. Yeah, it was a great moment of, of growth for wrestler. And I it's been really interesting because they keep. He keeps bringing up Reddington, and I think that he truly thinks Red's just going to bounce back like he always does. But he, I, I also don't think that he thinks Liz had anything to do with it. I don't, I don't no. think that's even crossed his mind. No. I think he, in his He's mind— He's going to be furious. Yeah, he might be. Liz, he was trying. To, Liz was trying to set him up to be, and like you know, like saying that was him because you hit that. I mean, that was low, and I think that 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 would be a little hard. I mean, he he was all for Liz when Liz faked her death, and Samar was like, mm -hmm. "Nope, I'm not good about this." I think this is going to be the time where where wrestler says, "You know, pal." That was not okay. <laughs> not cool, Liz. Not cool. No. Um, well, I mean, he, he made the comment. He said, I don't have to have... Blah, blah, blah. I really can't talk today. He made the comment. He said, I don't have to know what's going on. I just, you know, I just need you to acknowledge the fact that I'm not an idiot and that I know something is going on. And... What's funny coming from him, because when something was going on with him, um, he certainly did the best to uh, pull the wool over their eyes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, people do that. I mean, they, they don't want to be seen or I mean, because w when you do that to people and someone knows that you're doing it, it makes them feel like you think they're an idiot, you know, mm -hmm. that you can pull that. But and everybody knew that he was doing it because uh, at the end, everybody yeah. was up to that. Yeah. <laughs> and he was still doing it. So then again, but can't, but Renser has had done that in the past. So. Yeah. I don't expect for him to stop. And I think it's nice that the writers keep the character consistent. You know, when people do it, it's not, it's not cool. When he does it, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a perspective sort of thing. It doesn't make it right, but it is it is a perspective. And it's a very human thing to do. You know, don't yeah. do this to me. But, oh, but when I'm doing it, it's to protect you. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, you know, and, and, and that's those are the little things, the little character flaws that make a character be human and mm -hmm. not a superhero exactly. uh, in a comic. I mean, uh, and that's nice because the, the Blacklist does comic do comic book a lot. So we don't need to have the superheroes. One Man Justice League. Mm-hmm. That's our exactly. one-man Justice League. <laughs> exactly. So what did you think about Cooper for, uh, I mean, he didn't have a whole lot in 604, but he had a lot in 603. I, well, first, kudos to Harry Lennox. He really did major, major work on that. That was a beautiful scene. That was a very moving scene. It had parallels way all the way back to uh, to season one and throughout the seasons as it actually stood by Red and stood for what was true. You know, I, and he has done that every time that Hannah Baker 
I have ordered him not to. He has always done whatever he felt he had to do. I mean, I think Liz did have a point that Red Red used Cooper's good nature against not, yes, not, not, not necessarily against him, but used it for his benefit. And but you. but oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I do think that it sh- it like you just said it shows such a great highlight of Cooper that he he's like okay listen we did make this deal just because you say we didn't doesn't make it accurate let's stand by our word we have higher standards whether you believe the deal should have been a high you know we should have stood to a higher standard and not made the deal is irrelevant we made the deal and now let's stand to a higher standard and stand by our word Mm. and I really liked that approach and just everything that was portrayed in that and it was it was great yeah. And also he, he, you know, he chose to go into red speak when he said that he had no direct knowledge. He didn't. Mm-hmm. He yeah. knew what had happened, but he didn't have a direct knowledge of it. And so that was very enlightening to see him do that. I mean, he, and, he and, has an intelligence background. I yeah. mean, that's. And, and you know what? None of those people were really any good. I mean, um Diane Fowler was a member of the cabal, and so was Peter. So, I mean, he just saved them, the state a lot of money in, <laughs> in prosecuting them. Um, and and then they were not good people. They made him believe that he was sick in order to compromise himself. They compromised his wife. Um, they were they were all around not, not very nice people. So, you know, however you may feel that the law is the law, I think Cooper made a, a a decision that to me was justified. I mean, this we're going. We say they have saved humanity from the front, um, the food supply of the world in um, in Elimachet, and from there on, countless yeah. thousands of lives. Yeah, and I mean, and I I get that Cooper, you know, appreciates that, and but he's also I think it says so much about him that. He understands that. He respects that in a lot of ways, even if he doesn't always respect Reddington himself because he gets really frustrated on Reddington. But mm-hmm. I think that the part that bothers him the most is that Liz has to bear the brunt of, of yeah. dealing with it because it all comes down on her. And so, yeah, the, the, for the rest of them, it's a job. They're doing good. You know, sure, they're bending rules and letting, you know, potentially a bad person do some not so great things. But it's just they don't necessarily have to take it home every day. As far as all of them know, at this point, Raymond Reddington is her biological father. And she thinks that he, you know, to them, I mean, because she hasn't told anybody that, you know, about the bones and what the bones are, et cetera, et cetera. They just know there was a bag and it had something to do with they know the death. bones. Uh, well, they, they don't know too. who they don't know who the bones are. Who the bones are. Um, and, so, and to be fair, I doubt that we really know who the bones are. You know, that's possible. To be, yeah. but, but I love And that, I want to go into that into a little bit. But. I, I love that despite all of that and the acknowledge, I mean, it, and it shows the real turnaround from season one where Wrestler looked at, at Liz and said, you know, well, if you don't do that, if you don't go against what you know, you're comfortable doing, then if someone dies for this, it's on you. And turns around to where they have done all of this good, a tremendous amount of good with this task force. And 
Cooper is still willing to give her an out if she wants it. And mm. I think that says a lot about him just as a human being and what he's been through and just well, who he is. I, he, he has done uh, quite a bit to show this truth. I mean, when he got really exasperated in season four, what he what he was exasperated about is the fact that Liz didn't know what was happening and who was she to read. And that's what he thought to 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 address. And and this again and now that we're probably going to go into Reddington, Dembe and listen and, and Jennifer, that again goes to what we know and let me let me put this Let's because say, this is very important um be, before we go into them yeah. i do want to go into vante okay let's go <laughs> into vante i was going to go into vante with red oh okay that's fine ready prison that's fine vante, vante. yeah you just vante didn't mention vante. red the vante and the rat sounds like a like a like a rock and roll group um no i do want to go and talk about this because i think this is going to start coming up fairly soon and I just want to make sure that that our listeners know what my position is. Um, for those of you who listen to the interviews, you really got to listen to the interviews and realize that man speaks red speak. He invented red speak. He speaks red speak fluently. So whatever you think he's saying on the interviews, he's not saying it. If you think that's what he's saying, be sure that's not it. So this is... This is, this is what happens with the bones. When the bones were, when, when Tom gives the bones to Pete, that's when we lose total control of what happens to the bones. First, the bones start changing aspect. Shame on me. The bones did change aspect, and by the time Garvey got them, they look very different, like they had bones, they had pieces of they were they were different bones there's no way around that and also we have this tiny little thing that pete said he got dna from a tooth we didn't see that all we know is that pete had some dna that he submitted to cottis and that's it's that dna that he submitted and said he got it from a tooth is what is causing all this trouble and this identity issues. But we don't know if he got it from a, from a tooth. And if he did get it from a tooth, he's not a forensic expert. He has no idea if that tooth was implanted or was part of the skeleton. For all you know, he got that DNA from a paternity test and submitted it. We have no idea who Pete was, who gave them that DNA, where he got it from. So I mean, that the, man, is very the man was sketchy. He was sketchy. And that scene where he was shaving, it was right up to, like, Tom shaving for... That was not accidental. I know. It's, then, that still bothers me a lot because they just don't have time for that stuff without it having... Yeah, I mean, that... Not... I mean, to, to just be, like, a red herring without a point, there's no time for that. So it has no. to have meant something. So it still is driving me crazy. Yeah. And that goes right back to the beating of Albert Dennison. And the fact that if somebody beat you up and left you in your own apartment, the first thing you would do is try to get the chair to the floor, see if something breaks and you can break free or start screaming or making noise or whatever. You can stomp your foot or you can do something. You know, you you can do things with your balance that would make your situation slightly better. Uh, because 
nobody would leave a man t with a broken door tied to a chair because anybody can just look at that and say, I'm going to call the cops because that's yeah. what I would do. I would just say, you know what? That doesn't look right. I'm going to call the cops. Um, so the only reason is the person who was who beat him up was still in the apartment. And that's how that person learned that Tom had the bones. And that is a mysterious change of heart of Nick while well, he was sitting in his car and we don't see the back seat. So we don't know if he was being pointed at with a gun or there was a charming older woman telling him that you got to do this. Uh, the point is, I think Katerina was behind that. She got that skeleton back in a way that nobody knew, gave a DNA that he, she thought was going to give Liz an answer and never realized that the whole thing was causing even more trouble that, that it was begun and that's going to come and the reason i wanted to mention this is when we're going to jennifer that's where i'm going to go okay so will we go red or we go towards the the girls well let, let's go towards the girls um just because we we just let in with that so let's go towards okay. the girls so it seems like jennifer's agenda and liz's agenda i mean we didn't see jennifer in in 603 which I thought was interesting. Uh, but it seems that their agenda is slightly different. Oh, I mean, it has been at least since, uh, I guess it was 6.02 when when Liz called the cops on Red. I mean, because we saw the whole scene with her saying, you know, I don't know, you know, we do a lot of good with him, I'm having second thoughts, and Jennifer going, no, 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 putting the brakes on, saying that she has to do this. And there was already some vagueness around there that, like, Liz hadn't thought this all the way through or she'd expected other things to happen that didn't I just like she just didn't seem and and if she did expect all of this to happen then I feel like the direction's off on the acting which I doubt it is like that's not my inclination uh -uh. but and so like something's going on there that Liz was not prepared for everything that happened because she seems i think she's legit i really can't talk today legitimately worried about red getting hurt or killed or not getting out you know and all of this coming crashing down and it was a really interesting scene there um midway through uh or tor towards the end ish uh second to last scene that the girls had together when Jennifer was having her meltdown and Liz said, you know what? He won, but at least we have each other. And my heart just broke for Liz because in the end, all this woman has ever wanted is family. Yes, she wants answers, but she wants family. And right now she's had every bit of her family taken from her. Sam was killed. Tom was killed. She doesn't feel like she can be around her daughter. Reddington isn't her real father. She has Jennifer. That's all she's got right now. And this woman says that it's not enough that they found each other. And the look on Liz's face just shattered my heart. That I realized she's still this little girl that she just wants a family. Mm -hmm. And she's so desperate for it. Yeah, that was, that was heartbreaking. But my sense from Jennifer... Um, it's, you know, it's, you, you get it in, in fact, Fiona is doing a fantastic job at it. You always get this feeling there is a lot more. And again, that's something that, you know, you always remind me, look at the character's point of view. 
Mm-hmm. And from the character's point of view, there's a lot going on in Jennifer's life that, that there she is. In two th- she grows up apparently thinking that they're really hiding from her father. Her mother never mentions a cabal, and it's all about for fate of your father. In 2007, she sends her away and tells her that she's terrified her father's going to find her and make her tell her where she is. So in college, her mother is away. She's still thinking it's because of her father, that she's terrified of her father. Then she sees her father helping this this woman. Then the woman is, you know, the woman comes to her um, and she learned, no, then she learns her mother is dead. And when she learns her mother is dead, she also learns that her mother saw this, this, her father. And the father didn't hurt her. The father got her back from the enemy, uh, minus a finger and a tooth, and gave them new identities. So now she has to think, wait a minute, I think my mother lied to me. And and now she she only has Garvey, and that Garvey's the only thing she has left. And Garvey and lied she, to her. And then Garvey lied to her because Garvey is also a criminal, and it, it turns out she doesn't know anything about anybody. But she knows more than Liz in the sense that she knows both her mother and father are lying to her. And when Red starts going into that spiel in the restaurant about the cabal, and, and she's like, you're just telling me another lie. I'm going to take you to my mother. Whether she knows that her mother is alive or not, or she thinks she's really dead, I think at this point she is. Red is the only thing that she has to get the truth about what happened. I don't buy a second that she thinks that Red is not her father. She's just mad. And honestly, I wouldn't blame her because, I mean, that that whole uh, uh, scene or the, the, the whole uh, monologue that she had about, you know, her in, in her pink PJs in her pink room waiting for Santa. I mean, that was so heartfelt. I mean, even even though that was, you know, before the bones all came out and all of that, I mean, it's still like you could tell the level of of bitterness abandonment abandonment yeah i mean i was going to say bit, bitterness have abandonment bitterness wasn't the right word abandon yeah just this feeling of being utterly and completely abandoned and add into that all the lying and the fact that she can't trust anybody i mean and liz has gone through that too and i think instead of bonding with liz She's just using the fact that Liz is desperate for family to use her and her connections and every, I mean. But think about this. There's also a little bit of sisterly jealousy Mm -hmm. that Liz was experiencing in season two. And now there she goes. Now she, she learns that Liz is her sister or her half-sister. And meanwhile, while, while her father was abandoned on her, there he is helping her when she was a fugitive. And now she learns that they're actually working together. So her father abandoned her, uh, was yeah. a threat to her. And meanwhile, he's been working with, you know, a half-sister. And her mother lied to her, and everything everybody has ever done yeah. is lied to her. And she is angry. 
Yeah, I agree. I really and I agree. don't buy that she doesn't think that Red is her father. She just wants answers, and she's even more ruthless than Liz is. You're going to get me answers. And this is, I mean, think about it. Liz put, put Tom in a boat with chains, and now she put Red in, in chains in the prison. She's just punishing punishing people while she learns the truth. Isn't that the same thing she did with, with Tom? Interrogate him? Well, he can't do the same with Red, but she's learning the truth. Yeah, and uh, she's just gotten better at letting other people put. <laughs> exactly. Don't get your hands dirty. Now he's being her daughter's, her father's daughter by letting others do the job for you. Yeah. Let's let's talk about about the blacklister so so that we can get into. Is, do you have anything else about this other than? I mean, it was. I mean, not it was really. heartbreaking. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that was one of the biggest scenes for me. It just shattered me to realize that. And, and I really got that on the rewatch, just going there. Because a lot of times I'll, I'll do different gifts and stuff on the rewatch. Um, and it just, it, it just hit me that she, every bit of family that she's found, she's lost in some way. Either And she doesn't even know about Dom. Yeah, she didn't even know he's on the radar. And I mean, and so, I mean, and honestly, I would think there'd be some sort of rift between the two girls because of Garvey. I mean, Garvey was to, to, um, Jennifer, like Reddington was to, to Liz, regardless Except on that actual. She lied. He well, lied yeah. to her and well, she I know. wasn't true. Well, about it, it sounds like Red, I mean, as far as they're aware, Red's lied to Liz, but mm-hmm. Garvey brutally, brutally murdered Liz's husband. And then Liz turned around and even though it was in defense, shot uh, Garvey. And so I, like, I could see Jennifer still holding that a little bit. I, I really do. I'm starting to think more and more that Liz is just a convenient person for her to use for this. And that she's... Uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised that there is a little bit of affection, but I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think that if push came to shove, that she would, if she needed someone to take the fall, it'd be Liz in a heartbeat. And, yeah. I and, think that they would, they would, uh, it, it would take a little bit for them to discover um, who they are and discover a common past if they have one, for them to 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 start getting. I think at this point, both these women are inside very deeply hurt girls and yeah. lied to and abandoned, and it, you know, just like. Liz grew up thinking that her mother died of weakness and shame and her father abandoned her. Jennifer grew up thinking that her father was a threat to her and then learned that her mother had been lying to her. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that the parallels in the stories being told are, are just awesome. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, I'm in awe of the writers at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's... I, I'm going to be very interested, and I I don't – I hope that I can find the time once the show is over to be able to do a full binge rewatch. Um, I feel like time has been such a <laughs> precious commodity lately, but um, but but I hope so because I, I feel like – because I didn't do a full rewatch this last hiatus. I just – I couldn't bring myself to. And – I do think once it's all over and done, I would like to do a full rewatch because I think that I will see a lot more. I mean, because with every rewatch, you get a little bit more. You get a little, mm-hmm. 
little more of that depth in there. Um, mm. But yeah. So do we want to move to red? Let's move to red and... Um... Vonte. Yeah. <laughs> I loved Vonte. I, I have not gotten this attached to one of red's people this quickly in a while and i'm I worried they he get him out and and keep him and he keeps him safe like first send him to to college or something i, like I want did with them to i want to know what he did <laughs> i'm like this precious little cinnamon roll what happened <laughs> how did you end up yeah. in this prison <laughs> and what can we do to get you out? i'm i'm more worried that he's probably not gonna last i mean i don't know I guess one of two things will happen. Somehow Red will get him out and he'll join the crew or he's going to die in there. Um, I, I don't think that Red would just like abandon him after everything. And just I don't be like, think so. Deuces, man. I don't believe it. Yeah. I don't think so. I think this kid is looks so young and like he deserves to like do like what he did with Dembe. Yeah. Just get him out of a bad situation, give him an education and then he wants to join it then by all means. Yeah. But- yeah, but at least give him a, a fighting chance to get out of there. Because the, the kid looks like a nerd. I, I loved that that little, um, like, attempted speech he made to Red about how nobody had ever given him, you know, listened to him like that. Not his father, not anybody on the outside, certainly not anybody in there. And Red's just like, that's nice. And he's like, no, no, no. What I'm trying to say is I have your back. And I'm just like, I love you. I want to protect you. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a nice character to have. I love yeah. the bit with a rat. Um, that was such a domesticated rat. <laughs> That's all I can say. No wild rat would have been that cool, regardless on what you feed him, of like picking him up and petting him. <laughs> it was so domesticated. <laughs> he was he was cute. Well, and it was Freddy's charming. Maybe yeah. maybe the rat was a female rat and say I like this oh, guy. That's that's moving creepy levels there, Tess. <laughs> hey. It's a creepy show. <laughs> oh, uh, my gosh. Maybe it reminded him of a lovely little rat that he had when he was in that jail and, and Marguerite Gerard was sending him caviar. Maybe that's how he sent him the caviar. I, you know, I do I do really appreciate the fact that, like, Fred just, he, he was basically a Disney princess in this, <laughs> talking to the animals. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was great, and and I love the fact that this whole thing started the moment that he knew that he was going to go in jail, and and he arranged for he knew that that would get the whole palm broker was to get out the enemy in jail, and he ruled mm. ruled the jungle, um, and, and I love that prison scene in the <laughs> fight, and and then he trip him, and and he just throws. I love that he throws a knife away. Yeah, um, not to make things worse. And then he, he's ruling the jungle, and then he gets these records. So, again, we go with music, too. Mm-hmm. So I found interesting that they brought back a theme that we have not seen in a long time, which is music. I, I love the pest control guy outside. Is this legal? You're just giving me money? Is this legal? <laughs> Dembe's like, you found a number, you called, I gave you a bag of money. You have done nothing wrong. <laughs> it's like, all right, Jedi mind trick. <laughs> mm-hmm. <gasps> It was it was awesome. It was, it was I, a great I, little scene, and I mean, it, and it goes back to regardless of how deeply Red Red tends to take care of the people that help him in some form or fashion, you know. And so I, I hope that he's able to help Vonte. I mean, I I really like Vonte. I'm not willing to let him go. <laughs> I hope he's more long term. <laughs> 
And Dembe didn't have a lot of things to do in these past two episodes, except, you know, being there. Hey, the man sent him champagne. That was, that's a good friend. That's a good friend right there. I don't, I guess the rat's taking it back and forth. I mean, I'm glad that he's just going to. No, 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 not the rat, the, the, the threat. Yeah, but I mean, you gotta have something to take the thread back out. I mean, yeah, you're not but once be... you have the thread, you just have one line and you just pull things back and forth. I guess. I guess yeah. that's yeah. I guess you just have to pull enough. I mean, that's got to be a really long thread. Uh, but anyway, you're probably not. I'm. They're probably not expecting me to overthink this quite like I was. <laughs> and it, I think it's been done in in many of the prison things uh, that oh, yeah. the rat, but. I thought it was very nicely done. I appreciated all those uh, all those little nods to all those prison um, uh, movies. Yeah. So that was that was fun, and I love the blacklisters. I I gotta say I love the pharmacist. I love the fact that we're getting another one of those people doing experimental things. Uh, and again, we get something experimental with DNA. So we keep coming back to the DNA. Mm-hmm. It's one of those those themes that are going on. Um, especially because I'm seeing that one of the episodes, I think, is one of the names of the Cabal members. Remember oh. in the scene of the Cabal, there were a bunch of names going on the left, like yeah. scrolling through. Vaguely. I think General Shiro Shiro is, uh, was one of those names. It rings a bell. So that's, I'm, I'm super excited for the season. I do think that we're getting a lot of, of, um, of, of canon. I just think it's not immediately evident, but when you start thinking about it, like the the intake date, you realize Reddington cannot be a a, a, supplant, a supplanter or a um. I I have a real problem with that word. I keep using it. I have to look it up every time. So anyway, I'll use supplanter. Isn't, isn't I, that like the it. word that Samara used? <laughs> That's why it's stuck in your brain. <laughs> supplanter. I think she used uh yeah she used something very similar to that. When she was looking for her word. Oh, okay. That's well, probably why so- it's pinned in your head like that. Yeah. It, it's one that I've liked always for, yeah. for this instead of the impersonator. Yeah. Impersonator I don't really like as a word. So I think that the idea that Red took the identity of, of a real Raymond Reddington after the fire is being blown out of the water. Um, which, thankfully, that blows Rutherina out of the water. At least for anybody who's willing to to still be tethered to logic somehow. Yeah, I mean, I was never on board with it, but people people can theorize what they want to theorize. I just ask that they're not rude about it. You know, it's, that's my one ask is that everyone gives each other the but, but, same respect. But in, in terms of what the canon that we've been giving, that is pretty much out of out of the equation. Because he didn't get that face until 1991. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, theoretically, him. theoretically. Um, yeah, because, yeah, that was the uh, the jump drive that came from, mm-hmm. what's his name, uh, yeah. from the first in, episode in. Um, and, and even yeah. if we take Maltz to have been the guy who repaired his, his burns, mm-hmm. that makes sense because he talks about elasticity. The fact that you have a second surgeon, that means that whatever phase Maltz left him with may have been not as burned, but it wasn't the way he looked. Mm. And then he changed his look to resemble the way Reddington looked, basically telling you 
the event, the fire and the disappearance is one event. And then you're going into Russian Christmas. And that makes me insanely happy. <laughs> well, do you have anything else to add? Uh, not really. I mean, I'm, I'm super excited with the season. I, I do think that in a way, I do hope that this is like either the last season or the last next to last season. And then we get a short season, maybe another season will be lovely. But I do think that the story is starting to come together and I'm seeing it in the little details. I hope so. I, I really hope so. All right. Well, that about wraps us up then. You can find us on uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, and Tumblr, and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. And since we are going to have a little week, maybe you think up a few questions uh, if you want us to discuss something, and yeah. we'll do it for the next episode. Absolutely. All right. Bye-bye. See you then.